0: How's it going?
1: Good, how about you?
0: Good, all good.
1: I could hear that motorcycle or whatever.
0: It just drowned you out for a second. The other day, when I said that every so often cars drive by really loud, that's essential. Yeah. They rev their motors, whether it's a car or a motorcycle, and it completely drowns out whoever's speaking.
1: This isn't beer, by the way, this is coffee. Interesting. <laughs> it looks like beer, though, on the, on the camera.
0: Yeah, a couple times you've had cans, and I've wondered, I was like, oh, it's either probably kombucha or beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, imagine I'm just an alcoholic.
0: Hey, okay, we've, we've all got our issues, you know.
1: There's actually this philosopher that I've been paying attention to recently, He's just brilliant. He's actually the guy that, from that clip that we just posted about iconotypes. He was the, he's where I heard it from.
0: What was his name?
1: Uh, John David Ebert.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but, like, I followed him on Twitter and he's an alcoholic, like, that, that he's like struggling with alcoholism, but it's so weird. You never think that by by listening to him. He's He's definitely unorthodox. Like, he's not in any way, like, a a civilized person, quote, unquote. He's, he's a little all over the place, and he's well, he's genius. Like, you could tell he's, he's a genius. Um, but, uh, yeah, on Twitter, he's, like, he gets drunk, and he goes on, like, these rants about his ex-girlfriend. It's so weird. I'm, like, this is so – this is such a, a surprise coming from a, a philosopher
0: that twitter is definitely the place for drunken tirades <laughs> but you know i feel like social media that's also to allow that side of yourself go public even though i mean i don't know how much he can control his tweeting when he when he's drinking too much but it's like it, i don't know i think a lot of us like the uh, the mainstream social media usage is so cookie cutter, manicured. I gotta look perfect. My life's gotta look perfect. So, the fact that he has opened himself up to uh, I guess has he spoken about it as well?
1: Uh yeah, like people call him out all the time. Like when he goes on the rants, people are like, "Stop drinking." They they comment that, and he just like. There was one particular tweet. He was like. I like drinking. I like my addiction. I like my, 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 the bad side of myself. Like, he's okay with, he's like, just like how some people like being whores. That's what he said on his, on Twitter. Huh. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with him, but he makes a point. Like, some people are addicted to sex, but it's socially accepted, but uh, alcohol is not.
0: Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing about alcohol. It's not, alcoholism isn't accepted, and yet alcohol consumption is widely encouraged.
1: It's like, a, it, it's, like a celebratory, it's like a celebratory thing, like people in high culture do it and people in the lowest of low culture do it.
0: That's a really good point.
1: And then, and then weed is somewhere like in the middle. It's a little taboo, but it's sort of accepted. But you don't really do it at parties, so it's kind of like a personal thing. But it's it's the same thing. It's it's just a substance. If you use it responsibly, then use it responsibly. If you use it irresponsibly, then it's like anything. It's like coffee. You can take it too far and fuck yourself up by drinking too much coffee.
0: But you know, to- the first I actually fucked myself up drinking too much coffee. I bought a uh, coffee pot. For the first time, I was a sophomore in college. Bought my first coffee pot. Brewed a pot like a full yeah pot of coffee, and it's just like one of those standard American brewers. And I literally drank the whole thing, and I spent the night vomiting.
1: Yeah, it it definitely. That's what I was referring to. Messes your stomach a little bit, like
0: it does. It was terrible. Like bro coffee vomit it's honestly, i've never, honestly, I've never it's done like, that yeah probably like most people haven't had coffee vomit you know but it was honestly worse than like hangover vomit alcohol vomit like damn i know this is gross but <laughs> fuck it
1: this is, see but this is the thing again like we can we can talk about this we could talk about this for a bit um how you were saying, we all are, it's mostly cookie cutter portrayals of, of yourself on, on social media. Uh, it goes back to our, our discussion the other day about Kanye being the iconotype of, of our era or the future, ultimately. Like, maybe he's, not, maybe he's not the iconotype for everyone now, but I think definitely in the future, he's gonna be the icon He's not even done with what he's doing, but and after that conversation that we had, I I was actually thinking about um, the fact that Connie is is an intellectual. He 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 talks about he's on a high level of he's playing on a high level of mental. Uh, he's he's on one of the highest mental discussions when it when it talks like in culture whatever he's on the high, he's on the highest culture that you can go to but yet he does it in this unorthodox way where he's erratic he's he's loud he goes into these rants he's but it's organic and he's still an intellectual he's still a genius he still makes great points he still makes great art and i think that in the future we'll probably see the intellectual quote-unquote intellectual sphere become this something similar to, to how kanye acts not in this like for instance jeffrey Mishlov, their discussions are very articulate they they're very down in the detail he's like side note they say side note like they add like it's like a, it's like they're writing a book together while talking
0: it's very uh, academic yeah
1: and it's been i mean if you look at history it's been like that since the since the Enlightenment, that's just how pe- that's how people in high culture talked. Uh, but Kanye, I think he's changing that. And even people like John, David, Ebert. whether his is negative, but um, you don't have to be like that to be an intellectual. You could be a you could be just as smart as a Harvard graduate, and you don't have to talk like them. You don't have to behave in the cookie cutter way that you were referring to, or even on Instagram, like you should be able to, you know, it shouldn't be so cookie cutter society.
0: I think one way of putting it is that we should be allowed to be messy because I think sometimes the way to describe Kanye and his self-expressing is messy, you know? And it's like, that's fine though. That's human. It's so human and the the perfectly manicured like perfect life that so many of us use social media to try and depict is like yeah it's a shame you know
1: that's why i when i think of the future of social media i think of uh, live stream or even just instant this is me right now i'm not going to filter i'm just it's just going to be straight from my mind to you the way the way that social media is set up right now it's not really encouraging that i guess it is with with things like live and stories but i think that it can go further than that
0: i think that um something like a micro trip would it would kind of seamlessly merge with that social media evolution like it'll be all too easy Honestly, yeah, to just stream exactly. what the micro trip access is, and imagine, imagine the the thoughts
1: that we'll get. Imagine the the. We have we have people that are, geniuses on Earth, and we they sort of have to groom themselves in order to be, you know, they have to put up, they have to set up a show to make themselves popular. But I think that, uh, with what you're saying, we'll get, we're gonna get more insight from people that otherwise would have had to write a book or made a show or done this and that like if you can upload thoughts straight to the cloud the cloud's going to be more intelligent as well as more connected it's going to be you're going to get the best and the worst
0: yeah that's um is it am i correct in thinking that there's there's some kind of like technological apparatus uh, regarding AI specifically, I think that is shaped by something like the cloud, where it's like all human contributions to it
1: mm. is what
0: informs it like
1: I remember this clip of Alex Jones talking about uh, a Google conspiracy where they're re- they're receiving insight from every human that looks anything up that does anything on the internet and it's sort of just adding into this like a it's connecting neurologically humanity and it's creating this hive mind in real time as we're searching as we're going along it's this mind that's thinking which makes sense even in a non-conspiratorial way we're connecting our minds onto this one mind the internet the fact that you could look up harvard uh, essays you couldn't do that before you you had to go to harvard to get the essays now those thoughts are on the internet they stream those thoughts and it's only going to get more efficient there's going to be less buffer time for me
0: and harvard thoughts if that makes sense that's a great point yeah efficiency is really uh just continued efficiency it's almost like how efficient can we get especially regarding the streaming of ideas the expression of ideas
1: um maybe too efficient right now it's telling me that the internet is unstable
0: yeah you were lagging a little bit or maybe i was
1: um, well I said that uh, it might get too efficient to where it becomes unstable where there's, there's too many there's too much going on too, it's too easy to access information I could see a path where we put it down where we don't want to deal with it anymore the internet
0: by getting rid of it altogether?
1: Or maybe just not using it as much as we use it. Maybe, maybe there'll come a point where we've done it enough that it's just, I don't know. I could see us putting it down. I don't see, I don't, I, I don't see it being central in, in, the, in the future, you know?
0: Interesting.
1: Because I feel like if we can travel one of the things inhibiting connection on a physical level is the fact that the internet is easier to connect with than traveling to someone like i can connect with someone from india way quicker than i can i can i can connect with someone from india on the internet faster than i can in real life like i'd have to take I have to book a flight to india takes a couple hours to get there you have to maybe land in another spot before it gets to india but i think as transportation advances i think that's just going to be just as popular as the internet in a way i think i think it could rival the internet the connection of cities and countries and uh, Everywhere in the world, I think if we could get t- transportation to the next level, then there will be l- less of a need to go on the internet to see something or to go somewhere to do something if that makes sense
0: do you mean when you're when you're referring to that super interconnected efficient transportation advancement um, something like bullet trains like Global, or like
1: super or, fast or, flights. Or I could uh, I could see some type of. Well, with with the advancements of rockets, I could only see rockets becoming more efficient, and uh, I've heard Elon Musk say this on I think it was Joe Rogan, where if you get if we can get rockets on jets, then we can get the, we can get the jet to get, to gain momentum uh, vertically as well as horizontally. So you don't have to, you don't have to take off with the plane. You can just get momentum vertically and then take off horizontally in the air. And I think as that, in that, from the, with, with that technology, which I could see within this decade, some sort of. Uh, I don't know how you would describe it, but some sort of um, rocket jet that propels you to the sky and then takes you to your destination. I think we could see that in this decade, and I think within a hundred years it'll probably be so advanced that the fuel and the combustion required to get, to get into the air will be more efficient. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a giant rocket and it wouldn't, it would, like I could see us floating. And then I, I could see some technology in the future where, where you're able to float in any direction. I think if we could somehow harness energy in all directions, all, in all possible directions, as easy as possible, then I can, I can imagine, you know, you can go any direction. You don't need to, it doesn't need to be straight up, straight.
0: Yeah. multi-dimensional, literally. When you observe something like a car, mm-hmm. uh, with that idea in mind, with that perspective in mind, it's like, wow, it's so, it's almost so primitive. Like, to just be confined to a uh, left, right, up, down, front, back, like yeah, the uh, the range of motion we still have yet to tap into the range of motion with transportation. Right, but I think you're right in saying, well, absolutely. That, and I get think, there.
1: yeah, yeah, there's no way because if rockets advance. If rockets are just easier to make, then we could find more creative ways to use them. Because right now, the only reason for us to use them is to get into space, because that's just the most logical direction to go towards in a rocket. But if we can, you know, we'll we'll find creative ways to use rockets, rocket technology. But um, there's this painting that I wanted to show. Now I wish I could just put it on, on this screen, but I'm, I'll, I'll show it with my phone.
0: I could edit it on.
1: Hold on, it's loading.
0: Uh, oh, it's that's already. a development that Zoom should make. They should allow you to put a picture.
1: Yeah, I should just be able to plug in my phone and, and show you my phone in real time. Right. I'm not, I don't, maybe you can, I'm not sure. But even even zoom, I, that's what I was thinking, like the fact that we have to zoom each other if if transportation was easier, I could just go to you, or you could come over here and we could just do it that way. It doesn't have to be through the internet if if transportation something as simple as that would be easier if it's instant transportation or or even anywhere near instant uh, which, it's just it's,
0: which is ahead. almost like teleportation at that point. Like yeah, and,
1: and it doesn't really have to be we have this we have this notion that every advancement has to be technological and material, but we could also have psychical advancements to, to the point where we can maybe teleport or levitate ourselves to, to directions to a destination. But it's this painting by Sid Mead, he's a future he's a futurist painter. And I posted it on the story. But it's it's cool because it's cool because he he has the um, floating devices that I was thinking of, or at least it looks like it.
0: You know when it was painted?
1: Uh, I think like nineteen seventies, eighties. Okay. I'm not sure if you could see this on the screen.
0: Uh ooh, there's a glare. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that one. Huh, then, I was thinking that was an image. So that's a painting.
1: Yeah, it's a painting. He's like a conceptual artist who he would imagine the future. His name's Sid Mead. And these little planes are, are floating. It looks like they're floating and it looks like you could just go anywhere. You can go to the mountain and just sit there for a bit or go somewhere else. Like and that would be cool. In the future, but he, they almost our- look
0: like they almost look like UFOs.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the videos or the or the recent footage that was released by the Air Force, or I'm not sure uh, what branch of the military, but it was a it was moving in a fluid way that that we can't even comprehend in terms of air in in terms of our understanding of of aerial travel it was moving left to right instantly it was going in directions like where we need momentum in that direction to go in the direction like we can't instantly turn in air but they could they have an advanced technology if it's if it's an alien which that's a whole discussion but uh, i I want to show more
0: yeah go for it um i wonder if the shape of that like spherical orb ufo that we have that we all that is ingrained in our heads as a ufo because a ufo technically stands for an unidentified flying object Right. so there are more flying objects that are differently shaped than just that like um bubble basically Right. But I imagine that it's conducive to, like, fluid aerodynamics, I guess. Non-linear. Or,
1: yeah, or whatever technology they have in terms of, of air travel. It, that design probably makes the most sense for that technology. Like, whatever's propelling them, that, prob- that shape is probably the best, obviously. Like, they're not going to make something that doesn't make sense. Um I'm trying to find a good one, but I th- think I'll just show anyone. Um there's this which I've seen different versions of this where it's like this space station, but it's 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 a loop. It's like a whole ring and it's 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 farmland. Where they somehow oh,
0: that rings a bell.
1: If you can see, it's like how it goes up. The, it's like going to go into uh, a circle.
0: It just goes vertically. Yeah. Um, and what does that do? What does it allow for?
1: I think I think i well, w well, I've seen iterations of that idea. It's like a farm, like it's like to grow food and they have this whole thing in space that it's like a giant ring of land. So that and, and somehow the gravity sustains them in this area or whatever area they're in, the gravity holds them to the ground. Even though it's a complete ring.
0: Wow. And
1: uh yeah, it's just like a, a future concept, which isn't that unrealistic, if you think about it, with the yeah. direction that we're headed.
0: Do you remember how you found the painter, Sid Mead?
1: Uh, I was watching Jeffrey Mishlove, um, who's talking to J- Jason reza Johnny, the philosopher. I think they were talking about Atlantis. And all of the, which Atlantis was the first, the first thought of Atlantis on, on paper or in our, uh, history was Plato. Plato's, uh, Timaeus, it's about Atlantis. He's just telling this tale about Atlantis.
0: So is that to say that Plato created, imagined Atlantis, or was it a real location?
1: Well, that's the argument. Uh, it it seems like it was real. It it makes sense that it was a real place. Um, I don't know enough to talk about it, but I know that Jason Johnny was was making the argument that it being real is a is a viable is a viable possibility. That. Uh, they are advanced. And he, he, he ties that in with UFOs as well and that UFOs could possibly be Atlanteans that somehow or another <sighs> cloaked themselves from outside civilization or detached themselves and, and or isolated themselves from, from, from other civilizations and just developed their own society secretly from the rest of the world and that they're far more advanced than us and, some, and occasionally they visit.
0: Interesting.
1: But, um, because actually in that, in that UFO video, the, the, the UFO goes into the ocean. Ah. So he, he was like making the argument that they're a, a hidden society
0: that's interesting. And, you know, it makes sense that the footage uh, is in the possession of, like, whichever branch of the military, especially if, if it was, um, would it be the Marines? Is that the ocean-based?
1: It's the, it's the Pentagon. The Pentagon has control over what re- is released from the military.
0: Okay. Well, either so way... Like- the, i mean the military like well i guess the military has conducted ocean research so if they have found anything the information is in their hands
1: if they had found anything they wouldn't release it to the to the world exactly they wouldn't it's it's too mind-boggling that a society has been advanced for so long and so so many for so many uh years throughout humanity that they've been here the whole time just somewhat intervening subtly it would it would it would cause panic among society and for national security reasons they conceal information and I think that the whole um, the whole idea of releasing that footage which it's not like they just were like We'll, let's just release it to show the people. I think they, they have much more information than that. They're just getting our, they're like dipping their toes in. They're dipping the world's toes into the idea that there are more advanced civilizations, whether it's alien or what, I, what Jason Rezo Jajani was su- suggesting, that it's a human civilization that's separated itself from the world or isolated itself from the world um i think they know a lot of it i think they know a lot about what's going on and i d- i think they they want to well jason jason was bringing up the fact that there's they've reverse engineered crafts that have landed that the government has been trying to to make technologies as close to what they what we see in that video, for for decades, um, but they're not there yet. So for them, they're not, they're not going to release information until they have a means of protecting the the world from a, a existential threat.
0: Wow, that makes perfect sense. That um, our most advanced technological forces are less advanced than other advanced things we even can like it like
1: they're obviously peaceful though the wh- whoever whatever they whatever these, these beings are oh
0: you cut out hello you said they're obviously peaceful yeah
1: uh, the, the aliens or whatever they are, they're peaceful because they would have done, they would have enslaved us already if that was their, their intention.
0: They probably um, can, can see, though, with their intelligence that, like, in a lot of ways, we've already enslaved ourselves. Like, there's already sort of... Or, inter- may-
1: or maybe they did it. Maybe. <laughs> but, um... Jason Reziger Johnny is a genius he's, he's literally one of those he's one of the smartest people on the planet and he's not that popular and he was actually he was actually demonized for being uh alt right but it's silly like if you if you listen to what he's saying you just if you didn't know any of that any of the uh, any of the uh media coverage on him, you'd think, oh, this guy's a genius. He's just a
0: philosopher
1: of humanity. He knows about philosophies. He knows about different technologies. But um, there was this, he was he was involved with the alt-right. There was this group called alt-right. And, and basically their goal was to to unite the Republican Party into this Intelligent, higher, cultured, right-winged party, and um, Jason's whole point was to was some somewhat hijack that movement, and to and to bring his philosophy to that movement, and to and to um, develop that political mindset into a more intelligent one, but. Um, they had issues. The alt right and him had issues, and then someone went on. Went he? They basically got beat. They they drank together. This guy and Jason, but the guy was had a hidden camera. And there's a part in their conversation where Jason and Johnny's saying, "Hitler will be seen as a Alexander the Great or Napoleon Bonaparte, and not this." not this evil failure that we see him as, but the video that the guy releases is like this cut up video of, Jason, of their whole conversation. And he framed, he framed him in this way and he sort of like tried to defame him for whatever reason. And um, you, have to, you have to hear Jason Resiger, Johnny's side of the story. You can't, I mean, I don't trust the cut up video at all.
0: I wonder if it was, I wonder if the guy with the hidden camera was somewhat of the leader of the alt-right as it stood, who would have been overshadowed by, what's his name, Johnny?
1: Uh, Jason Reza, Johnny.
0: Jason. George Johnny. That's interesting that his last name is Johnny.
1: No, George Johnny.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: Like a Persian last name, George, George Johnny. Interesting. Uh. But yeah, I yeah, highly politics. recommend been,
0: I'm sure the clip was just human politics, you know, sneaky sneaky you No, know,
1: he, he He was saying that he was he was describing a, a dystopian world where Hitler was was seen as a as a great um, emperor or dictator
0: like the world that would have existed had Nazi Germany.
1: Yeah, and it's weird, the video, the video is just cut before there's any context to him saying that. It's just him saying, Hitler will be seen as this, <laughs> like the, the conversation is just cut up and pieced together in this, in this portrayal of him, that he's a, he's a Nazi, alt-right
0: Nazi. That's something it- else, that manipulation of media, Plain and simply would be uh, would be remedied through that instantaneous streaming right. that a that a social media future will allow for. Like, it's really it's that manipulation is really maliciously used against individuals, against collectives. It's it's been weaponized, understandably, honestly.
1: And also, I would say. The danger in to get political it's it's somewhat inevitable <laughs> but um, I think there's a danger in, in idea policing amongst people or, or moral morality policing, if that makes sense.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Well. The fact, that, the fact that there's such thing as censorship or canceling someone because of a ideology or perspective that they have, or even if it's a joke, they get canceled or, or uh, just cancel culture in general. Morality policing or uh, social justice policing, warrior, social justice warrior culture. What happened?
0: Warrior ring.
1: Yeah, warrioring. I would say policing because it's sort of like you get attacked instantly if you have a, a thought that's not with the sphere of morality that is acceptable. But with in a technology in a technological world where you're able to upload your thoughts, I think it's dangerous to have. A policing of thoughts this is good this isn't this isn't good if you say this then you're not your bad person if you say this then you're a good person if that exists within a thought realm i think that it would be dangerous for you to for, i think people would would have to pr- police themselves and make sure that they don't have thoughts that are that are viewed as negative if that makes sense like, what if you had to show your receipts? What if you had to show, okay, if you're, so, uh, if you're such a good person, then show us the last 30 thoughts that you had. Upload the last 30 thoughts that you had. In a world like that, morality policing is dangerous.
0: That's an interesting point. I'm reminded what's coming to mind is uh, Kanye's song off of his album, Yay. I thought about killing you right he's very open about um, murderous thoughts right right like yeah we some any of us would absolutely get cancelled if uh, if we thought like (laughs) I want to I want to murder whoever but I it does raise an interesting question about ethics and you know ethics can be a very tricky subject. I think as the division between the political sides shows, it's like well, is it should we have, should we allow these murderous thoughts? I think it's one thing to think it, it's another to go then act on it. Kanye
1: noted importantly,
0: he thought about killing you. He didn't actually. He just thought about it.
1: Exactly. And that's what he says, say it, just say it out loud, just to see how it feels.
0: Expressing about it. We, we're not, I mean, go ahead. Expressing about it is something that's also not encouraged. Like you can't think it, you can't say it out loud, but it's like, those actually could be ways around, ways, like it's a way through the tunnel. Mm-hmm
1: you're right in bringing up the question of ethics in general, the whole discussion of it, because I definitely think that there's universal ethics, which stand the test of time. And there's also contemporary ethics. There's ethics that are political at the time. You can't say this in the time because this is the political thing. This is what's politically correct in this era of time. And I think that, political ethics is dangerous always because then you because then you're you're policing ideologies and if someone has a new political ideology then it's automatically not accepted because it's not what we decided is the best ethics of the time like um like the whole whole idea of, of border control as an example Sure, it's we could you you could argue about like it's I could see both perspectives on that issue, honestly. Do we need strong borders? Yes. Should we not allow people in? No. I think we should allow people in. I think that we should there should be more people allowed into our country. But at the same time If you, were, if you were only able to choose one perspective because one of them is bad, if you think that the border, that we should have strong borders, then you're a bad person. You know what I mean? Like If there's no room for the other side of the argument, then, 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 we're, having, then we're dealing with some type of dictatorship where there's only one ideology. If you, if you stray away from our ideology, then you're somehow an enemy.
0: I hear you. I think so so often. Go ahead.
1: Oh, um, it's just, I just wanted to tie up the fact that there are political ethics and they're contemporary because I'm sure border control is not going to be an issue in the hundred years or even in the past, it wasn't an issue, but now it's an issue. So, you know, like, I don't think that there should be ethic policing on a political level?
0: I think so often that um, ethical, political policing does arise because it can be so hard to find middle ground with the other side and Mm -hmm. to come to some sort of agreement. And so it's like, all right, just like outright rejection and stifling is is what we're gonna resort to. It's easier.
1: Right. But at the same time, I think that when emotions get involved or even this is, this is a tricky subject, but when there's, when there's not room for, for even a reasonable conversation, like if you say, if you were to say I don't think that there should be illegal immigrants in the country. If you were to say that, there's a perspective where you feel strongly about illegal immigrants. You feel a strong compassion towards the people that are escaping Mexico or, or, or maybe even uh, the Middle East. Um, you have to be careful in, in your compassion and in your intense emotional compassion towards the, the one side that you're favoring of the argument, whatever side you're favoring in the argument, you have to be careful to not, to let that get in the way of a reasonable conversation. You know what I mean? Like can't, you, can't dis, you can't just throw the whole conversation out, out of the window because your compassion Wrong.
0: I understand what you're uh, saying, but so often people's perspectives are not informed by reason and they don't really right. have any intentions of doing that. But as far as moving to that place, moving to that world where individual opinions are reasonable, which is to say reason based. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it starts with I mean, I think it's it's all about leading by example.
1: It starts with individualism, I'd say the fact the way you brought up uh, an individual perspective in that argument like or an individual idea, like it doesn't have to be either or. There could be, oh, what if we did this? What if there was, what if we open the border from this time to this time and then don't open the border from this time to this time? Like, the fact that it's a side, close borders forever or open them, let anyone come in. I think we need to be able to, we need anyone, everyone should be able to take whatever stance they choose. It shouldn't be that there's two sides to choose from. And, and I think that even if you are a, a liberal person or you're a leftist person, I, I don't think that you should have to agree with every left ideology, or even on the right. If you agree with conservative ideals, then you don't have to you don't have to accept all of the, the, the solutions that conservatism. conservatism supplies to, to, to their party and I think that's where individualism plays a role like when you stand in the middle and you're able to choose which side to go down we need more we need more centrists basically is what I'm
0: trying to say uh cancel culture loves centrists like there's a lot of I would say on both sides centrists get a lot of flack and it's like how dare you how dare you step away from us and and try and um, reason with the enemy i know it's common um one common strain of individualized ideology is being something like socially liberal but fiscally conservative so it's a split along social perspective and financial perspective, or it could be flip flopped. You're socially conservative, fiscally liberal, and there's an infinite amount of other iterations that you could add to that. I- Immigration-wise, you're Im- you're conservative on immigration, but right. you're, uh, you're liberal on gun rights. Whatever, right?
1: And and, and I think I I kind of want to take back the fact that I said. Uh, more people should be centrist. I don't think that's necessarily has to be the case. Like, I think there are people that are just naturally liberal. They have a liberal, they're just a liberal personality, if that makes sense. I'm just saying that they don't have to choose all of the liberal options, if that makes sense. Like, just because, just because you, you, you're a liberal person doesn't mean you have to go with the liberal politics all the time. We should be able to switch boats for certain issues
0: you're a lot it's a, like leaning to one side more than the other is natural but fitting yourself into the box like stuffing yourself in there and like okay i'm in the liberal box unnatural
1: right right and for me I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty centrist, I'd say, like, I, I, I could see both, I don't really care what side we go down. I could, I could say, oh, I agree with that. Uh, But at the same time, I I might, I find myself, you find yourself getting trapped into a ball when you go down either or side either side of the uh, of the uh conversation i think that you can get trapped easily because recently i've been agreeing with the right-winged ideology a lot more like i just it just makes more sense to me it just sounds more reasonable like a lot of the people on the right sound more reasonable than the people on the left to me personally right now um but at the same time like even even the border issue i i sort of was in the beginning i was like yeah we should just have super strong borders but uh recently i've realized like okay am i am i am i thinking that because i actually think that or is it because that that's the right wing and i'm agreeing with the people that i think are reasonable so i automatically agree with them but Recently, my eyes were open to that issue in the fact that if America wants to become the main power of the world, I think that they can't just border themselves off from the rest of the world and say, and, and let, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't agree with it as much as I did before. Like, I don't think that we should just box ourselves into our own country. I think that we should we should um, I think that we should do it for a certain amount of time and, and build the country up as it is right now and and spread ourselves out less. But I think eventually we're gonna have to help Mexico out. Mexico is suffering. Mexico is not in a good shape. There's a fucking tyrannical mob um, mafia that's pretty much ruling the country. And we can't just put up a wall and act like that problem doesn't exist because it does
0: exist.
1: And if we want a global influence, then we have to, we, like, that's our neighbor. That's our neighboring country. We can't have them. We can't, We can't. they can't have all these problems. I do agree with the fact that we can't let the problem bleed over. We can't let their problem bleed over into ours. So maybe a wall, maybe a, a, a strong border makes sense for the time, for the time being. But I don't necessarily agree with the whole idea that we're going to be our spot and that's it. And no one else. And we don't want anyone else. We're just, we're good with ourselves right now, which is the, the conservative perspective. Like we don't, we just want to box it. We just want to focus on ourselves only. I think that, that, Recently I've been thinking that might be a bad idea.
0: Yeah, what building that wall and creating, bubbling ourselves into that isolation would do is essentially turn a blind eye. And turning a blind eye is not offering a solution and we are capable of offering a solution in many different capacities. Something I did want to note about what you were saying in your recent agreement with the right more than the left is that um you raised a great point in saying that it's all too easy to find yourself suddenly in the box that has been presented to you agreeing with the ideas that have been suggested to you right and i think your remarks on uh critically thinking through the the Mexico border situation, just goes to show that we don't have to accept the ideas that are suggested to us, even if it's from our side, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's my point. Like, um, you don't have to take a tribal stance on it, on all the issues at the right, all their solutions like, you don't have to say, yeah, I agree with it because it's right, because it's the right wing and they're always right. Like, I do, I agree with them on a lot of, a lot of issues on a wide variety of them, but I'm not going to box myself in to that. You know, like, it doesn't have to be. I'm, I, I, I've started to realize that I am more centrist than anything. Like, I'm not going to let the right box me in and I have to agree with all their ideologies. I am centrist. Because if, if the next election, there's a left-wing president that's awesome or if they're more reasonable in the future, then I'll probably end up going with them. I'll, I'll end up agreeing with them more. But um, yeah, it's just whatever you, whatever you feel at the time. You don't have to fucking be a lifelong liberal. You don't have to be a lifelong conservative. It's just what it is at the time.
0: It would be awesome if the political party of the future or a political party of the future was a fusion right which essentially is it's that's like ideological independence but if there was actually a party shaped around it which became a viable contender alongside the democrats and republicans like a third party that is actually essentially opening the system up to a three-party system, right? Because it's, it's a two-party system now. Sure, there are other parties. They're not, they're not equal contenders by any stretch of the imagination. It's delusion to think otherwise. You know? I think that,
1: yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, I think that the direction's that we're faced with right now are really right and left. Like even, even in other countries, it's right, left, right, left, right, left. It's not just American because far, far as right that you could go is fascism. Far as left that you can go is, is communism. So it's like, there's two extremes, which are both possibilities and which could both be agreeable with This is controversial to say, and I I probably shouldn't even be saying it, but the fact that like an empire is, an empire is probably as far right as you could probably, as possibly you could go. I don't necessarily disagree with the idea of an empire. If it's done right, I think it could be done right. Just like if you could do communism right, you could do it right. There, there's a, there's a pop, you could, we could design it in a way that it could, or it could organically happen in a way that, like Star Trek is, is a perfect example. They're a commu- they're, mo- for the most part, it's the communist society. There's no, everyone's equal. It's a meritocracy, but it's communist on, a, on an economic level. It works in that situation, in that case. An empire could work. Just in like it's Star Wars, it's an empire. I think it could work.
0: When you say empire, just to clarify, are you referring to nationalistic control?
1: Yes, I've, I'm. I'm. I'm referring to a an elected official. Elected official. It could be election. It could be a republic. But um, I think that the idea of officials designing society could be done right. Like, I think, I think that it exists in capitalism. Like, uh, Apple designed the world for the most part. Of course, the people chose to go down that route, but they ultimately are in a position where everyone has their they've designed the world in a sense and um i think it could be done right this is probably the worst this is probably going to be clipped up
0: people are (laughs) going to see this and think i'm a
1: horrible person yeah in the future probably but um I think there are, my point was that there are right and left, naturally. Like, there could be an empire and there could be a communist society, which are both very, very dangerous, but could be executed, I think.
0: I, I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, like,
1: okay, wait, wait, hold on, let me clarify. Like, Alexander the Great, was as far right as you could possibly go, but he's revered in, society, in, in history as Alexander the Great, because he did he contributed to society in, in, a, in a way that is probably the most significant than anyone else in in society, but he was the most far-right emperor that you could ever get to. Even Rome it was an empire, but it's still revered to us as one of the greatest societies ever and uh my point is that any any either of these extremes could be. executed in the right way <laughs> but uh it's dangerous
0: yeah i think it could be executed theoretically
1: right like i don't think that we should say i mean i don't know this, this is a tricky this is a very tricky subject to talk about but an american empire a, a, a an empire in the world period I think is inevitable in in the future. So for us to reject that and 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 think of it as as so far fetched, I think is unrealistic. That cause I think I it's either gonna be an American empire, a Chinese empire, maybe not America, because maybe not America, but There's going to be an empire in the future with, with the, there's going to need in the future, technology is going to reach a point where it's so unimaginable and so easily to create that there's going to be a need, there's going to need to be a global regulation of technology in some fashion. And the people that are regulating that is gonna need to be need to have influence over the entire world in, in a cultural sense. There's gonna need to be some every culture needs a moral guideline, some type of some type of value system that 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 society operates on. America Christian has Christian, Judeo-Christian moral guidelines or 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 um
0: principles
1: principles japan japan has buddhist principles at, at the base of japan it's, it's buddhism to this day they, they're you look at their society they're very respectful to each other they're very compassionate towards each other they like you could see it in every culture you look at the base of the, of their culture in china it's confucian Confu- Confucian philosophy is at the heart of Chinese civilization, which is why is, which is why there's a, which is why people are afraid of China becoming uh, an empire, because Confucianism tends to look backwards and to and to respect authority, bow down to authority, respect your elders. Uh, uh, which is why, like, if you look at the history of China, they make these—they make a technological breakthrough. They made technological breakthroughs, but they—they they ban it because they respect the the authority. They—they they, always have some type of authoritarianism in China because that's just the base of their society. Um. So whichever whichever country ends up becoming an empire to the point where they regulate the world on a a global scale we have it's going to be a very 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 suspenseful time because whichever it's going to be a war there's probably most likely there's going to be a war this is not going to happen a global a global regulation is not going to happen without one society wanting to be at the top and 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 they're not going to go out without a fight they're not just going to bow down and uh our safest bets for, for an empire is America, Japan, India, all all of the countries that have these these mor- these moral systems or these uh, value, this value system that we can we can agree that. That we could, that it's more agreeable to be in power, if that makes sense. Like, I'd rather have a Japanese global society than a Chinese global society, just based off the, the philo- philosophical basis of each civilization, or an Indian, because it has the Hindu, it has a Hindu uh, cultural structure. but uh, confucianism is dangerous and even uh, an arab world government would be dangerous as well
0: do you think that russia has has any chance
1: russia russia is a contender for sure it, it's it's going to be between, i don't think this is this is i'm getting this information from Jason Resider Johnny he he was talking about how in the future he has a book called world state of emergency and it's a double entendre entendre that it's world state like there's going to need to be a world state the world's going to be in a state of emergency but there's also going to be a world state um and and basically he was saying he brought up the fact that he brought up that fact that that china is confucian which which wouldn't be a a, a good it wouldn't it wouldn't promote progression it would promote authoritarianism, whereas America is pretty progressive, but he was saying that America is kind of out of the question now it 's not going to happen because of what the because of nine eleven and and the whole like, the whole fact that we we spread ourselves out so far in the world and we've we 've ruined our reputation in the world by doing that by going in the middle east and and, and being this empire and, and showing some type of empire, empirical muscle, we flexed it in, when we went to the Middle East. And, and they hate us. A lot of those people, they, when they see an American soldier, they don't think of us hero. They think of, a, of, of someone bad.
0: Yeah, I think he's right in that regard, Georgiani.
1: Right. And uh, he said he actually, he was actually to, to what you said, he actually brought up Russia that Russia could be a, a, a good uh, empire. He, was, he said that Russia, India, Japan would be good empires, basically. Or it would be safer empires than a Chinese or an Arab or a... Um, I guess those are the only ones that, I, that are possible.
0: Did he note what the cultural backing of Russia is?
1: Well, it's Orthodox Orthodox Christian Christian is is was is big in Russia. let uh, He brought up another possibility in Russia, but I forget it. It, it, it escapes me.
0: The um, TikTok comes to mind, and how? Well, has it been banned here in America, or was that? just talk
1: it's going to be but it's it's going to be heavily regulated based i I think it's going to be banned and unless an american company buys it but to that point to what you're saying let me just um clarify with the perspective that he brought with jason rector johnny what he brought the reason that that's even alarming to the government is because the influence of, of, of countries right now is very, very important. Whatever country has influence is basically going to create that empire. And, and every government basically knows that that's gonna happen, that there is gonna be some type of em- empire, world regulation, or world state. And, uh, which, is, which is also why when Arab people started coming into America, remember there was a ban? We didn't want Arab people uh, or at least uh, the government didn't want Arabian people. Is that the right word? Arabian people? Arab people?
0: Maybe Middle Eastern?
1: Middle Eastern. It's particularly Arab, the, the, the uh, religion. Uh, I don't know if you remember that there was like a ban, an Arab, an Arab ban.
0: The travel was, ban?
1: Yeah, the travel ban. That brought, I never understood that, but that, with the, with the context that Jason resident Johnny brought, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. Because the more Arab people coming in, they'll influence in any, in any way. If there's, a, if there's an Arab population in America, it could potentially in, influence the people.
0: Culturally? Which,
1: yeah culturally, religiously and I forget, oh, actually I do, I remember why Arab would be dangerous. The prophet Muhammad in, in the Arab religion, he wasn't just a prophet, he was an emperor. The whole, and the whole religion is, is set up like a government system. It's set up so that the people obey the government or the religion. And, and I think that's what's alarming to a lot of people.
0: I'm not sure if I agree with the assertion that uh, an influx of Arab people into America would would essentially like negatively influence us, right? I think there's a lot of xenophobia behind that which is like um fear of the outsider fear of the other like how like i mean i guess um, i i really don't know too much about arab culture to be like
1: i don't, I don't either, uh, I, that's why i was that's what i wanted to say i don't i don't know shit I'm, I'm pretty much a dummy when it comes to politics i'm just i'm just talking about what jason resident was talking about um but on a governmental level, I don't think that xenophobia, I don't think there's racism on, on a, when they're, when they're thinking about, when they're playing chess the way that they are, I don't think they're, they're thinking, we don't like, like, I don't think they're that dumb. I, th- I think that's, that's sort of, um, that's selling the government, government's intelligence short by saying they're racist and they make decisions based off racism. I don't, I definitely don't think they do that. I think. They're playing chess in the way that I'm. That Jason Resiger Johnny is talking about, which I don't. I mean, again, I don't know shit about why it would be dangerous, or or even if it would, if they would influence people in any way. But um, considering that there would be some, there would need to be some type of global regulation on a on a global scale. of of technology and uh it would have it would be an empire it would be a cultural empire and i think a, a government that is accepting of all religions is a better um like freedom of religion needs to remain in that in that global world in that in that global uh, country um and again i don't know shit about arab but i do know that i i can make the fucking i don't think that an arab world government would be accepting of other religions or other cultures or other um i mean there's a war in that There's a war over religion in that area.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, radical Islam is very militant. A Radical religion of any kind is very militant.
1: Exactly. and,
0: And war starting.
1: Right. Which is why I think Japan, again, Japan, America, India, where there is multiple religions in those areas like a plethora of religions. There's Christian Japanese people. There's Buddhist Japanese people. There's Zoroastrian Indian people. There's Hindu Indian people. There's Buddhist Indian people. like There's Arab Indian people. There's, it's, it's, it's freedom. And I think in, in those areas, the Middle Eastern areas, the fact that there's conflict over religion is just a reflection of the fact that they're not accepting of other religions. So I can understand that perspective. I don't know if they would influence us on the level that he's talking about, but uh, I think he's a smart person, and I think that he's probably put way more thought than we have on on this issue. Is it is it disagreeable with? Probably. I'm sure there's someone that could come up with a better perspective or or or, or a alternative perspective to what he's talking about, but. I think we have to consider government on the highest level that it could be played on. And it's not always, uh, a, it's not always a surface level as we think it is. I think it's, I think it's very fucking complex. They're, they're playing, they're playing chess on this fucking giant field. Uh, yeah, I just, it's, 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 I I would I'm gonna I'll send you the video that that he talks it's it's a crazy video.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It was an episode of Jeffrey Mishlove.
1: No, this is this is him talking to that guy that that was an alcoholic, John David Ebert. Okay. It, it's like an interview with him, Jason Resiger, Johnny, and um, some other dude. But it's pretty good. It's a, it's a good, those little series that they have are, are very good. And I actually ordered one of uh Jason Resnick's book called Promethean Prometheus and Atlas.
0: Huh. Uh He
1: he's, he's pretty he's big on the idea of prometheanism. Prometheus is the is the Greek god that stole or the titan, the Greek titan that stole fire from the from Zeus and gave it to humanity. And I think he created humanity, actually. In, yeah. in
0: Greek,
1: Yeah. And uh, he, he does not have dominion in that religion over humanity. Zeus does. But he stole from Zeus and gave it to humanity to, to, so that they could shoot, so that they could dictate their own fate. And he's sort of like a progressive god in that sense. Like... Human, humanity steers its own course. They don't look to authority. They look to the horizon. And he, his whole philosophy is that that being implemented on a cultural level will be better than any other ideology. That, that philosophical base, a Promethean philosophical base for society to go off of is much more effective than, than any, of, any other one. And that's what he talks about a lot. And that's what I, that's what the book's about—Prometheus and
0: Atlas. Atlas seems to be a somewhat frequently referenced figure in um, in right right leaning ideological works. Like another book that's coming to mind is Atlas Shrugged by Ann Rand.
1: I never heard of I never heard of that.
0: It's um, I've never read it. I actually have it on my bookshelf because I ordered it in college, but it's quite, it's a quite, it's very thick. Um, It's a novel. I think Mm. it has to do with the train industry. And it's right wing? Yeah. Anne Rand is a very uh, beloved, she's beloved by um, a lot of right winged people. Mm. She's an author. But uh, Ayn Rand is, like, a known defense of capitalism. Like, a fictitious defense of capitalism.
1: Okay. Well, That's
0: really all I knew.
1: I didn't know that Atlas was symbolic for for the right wing.
0: Yeah. He's, he's the figure who carries Earth on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense, like carrying the world on your back in especially in the name of in the name of progress in the name of continuation right is fairly conservative at its core
1: yeah he's he's holding up (laughs) he's he's conserving the world from falling there you go um but that that goes into what john david ebert talks about he talks about iconotypes and how we are ruled by this this perspective and and we should think zoomed out of what we what our icons are when it comes to atlas prometheus or whatever our, our our icon whatever our perspective of jesus plays it's an icon that we go towards like we're we're ruled by icons
0: and icons are useful to an extent and actually the extent beyond their usefulness is where the is where the word iconoclast comes into play which is an image-shattering person idea force entity ideology essentially breaking the mold that the Mm. icons have established and accessing that transcendent space, transcending the space.
1: I think that's what uh, Prometheus represents. It's sort of like, fuck the fuck, whatever authoritative icons were ruled by. It's it's up to us. You have the fire now. You you can build your own society. You can you can dictate the path that humanity goes, ta- goes down.
0: I wonder if he is referenced at all in the word in etymologically and linguistically given the, given his Greekness.
1: Uh, Jason Reza Johnny?
0: No, Prometheus.
1: Oh, the word Prometheus. You're you're saying that the,
0: the, the, the figure Prometheus, if it shaped the word iconoclast.
1: Oh, maybe I, I'm not sure. Um, Promethea. but what I wanted to say about iconotypes was that I think it's important that we think on that from the perspective where we can see that we're actually ruled by them so that we could better choose an iconotype. And, and, and just, it goes back to what we were saying when the governments are playing 3D chess when it comes to what the, what the philosophical basis or whatever iconotype is ruling the society, like Buddhism, Christianity, uh, Arab. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm saying that right. It doesn't sound right as I'm saying Arab.
0: Well, would it be Islam?
1: I think Islam and Arab are different, no?
0: isn't isn't arab like the uh an ethnic like an ethnic cultural word and islam would be the religious word
1: um hold on let me look it up an arab is a person inhabiting the arab world arabs primarily live among the arab states i guess it's like a nationality somewhat
0: or like What's the, geographic
1: what are the two religions islam Islam is the religion of the Muslims, a monotheistic faith. So what's the, I guess it is Islam, but what, what's the other religion? What are the two religions fighting?
0: Would it be Christians?
1: No, it's, uh...
0: Wait, while you look this up, I'm just going to run to the restroom.
1: Sure, I'm probably gonna go too. <laughs> like
0: it's it's getting painful.
1: You know, uh, as I was looking things up, I realized how ignorant I am to to everything that I've been saying. But I let me just make myself seem less like an asshole. I think I uh, I'm I'm right in saying that each country has a moral a religious value system when it comes, when it comes to the middle East, I'm not, I I probably, I was speaking out of my ass when it comes, when it, when it comes to how they, how their religion is set up because I don't even know. I didn't even know what Arab was. I thought Arab was a religion. So, uh, I apologize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of everyone, apology accepted.
1: Yeah, um, I have to. I have to. I have to do my research because I do. I want. I want. I want to know more because I know that there are religions at war in the Middle East, but I'm not too sure what religions I know. Islam is, but I don't know. Uh,
0: are you sure it's a religious war and not like a nationalist war? As in religions fighting as opposed to countries? I it honestly, I know as much as you do for what it's worth, which is nothing.
1: I think it might be. Oh, yeah, the Arab Israeli conflict.
0: Okay, well, what? that's interesting because if Arab doesn't refer to a specific country,
1: Oh, it's Jewish versus Islam, most basically. Huh. It's a Jewish-Islamic war.
0: And the um, who who are the Jews?
1: Um, I think it's uh, I think it's Israel.
0: Mm, Right.
1: Yeah, Israel. Israel's flag is the Jewish star. Okay. The Star of David. Yeah. Yeah, that clarifies a lot because I thought for some reason I thought there's two religions that are similar to to, to I thought there was another religion that's similar to to Islam. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna because because I remember Jason Johnny brought up that. The religion, the, the, the Islamic religion is set up like a government. It's set up as a totalitarian government.
0: Well, that's an interesting statement, that the religion is set up like that. Because where is it, the religion housed in one country or just Islam
1: I think the just the religion in general is is, is um, um, because Muhammad was a emperor, and Muhammad is the main prophet of Islam. I don't even know what to look up.
0: That's. It. It's good to know that he was an emperor though. I didn't know that.
1: Okay, this is what it says. Okay. Um It says it does I don't get why it's it starts off like this. It was subsequently transformed into a caliphate. Which means a caliphate means The rule or reign of a caliph or chief Muslim ruler. It was subsequently transformed into a caliphate by Muhammad's disciplines who were known as rightly guided. The Islamic State significantly expanded under Umayyad Caliphate and consequently the Abbasid Caliphate. So... Yeah, the whole The the church rules, basically The chief Muslim ruler While the United States and some other systems of government Has three branches of government Executive, legislative, and judicial Islamic monarchies have two Sultan and ulama Yeah, I don't know shit, honestly
0: I think there's a word to, I feel like there's a word to describe that kind of, I guess like religious totalitarianism. Um, it might be fundamentalism.
1: Yeah, Muhammad was a king.
0: Hmm. The king of that- where? Huh? Oh. Of where?
1: Uh, I want to say maybe Persia.
0: Uh.
1: Hold on. Oh, like Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Muhammad was the founder of Islam and proclaimer of the Quran, Islam's sacred scripture. He spent his entire life in what is now the country of Saudi Arabia. In Mecca, it's called. It was called Mecca.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's like the uh that's the place. Like that's there's um pilgrimages that people make that Islamic people make to Mecca. And also when they pray they face and they have their mats on the ground, they face right. the direction of Mecca.
1: Mm. Damn, I didn't know that. But also, yeah, um
0: it's so. interesting to think about um, the ancient Middle Eastern, wor- Middle Eastern world relative to the modern. I learned the other day, actually while watching a KRS-One lecture, that, the, that ancient Persia is modern-day Iran.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because he cited um, the ancient Persian poet Rumi, and he just said the Iranian poet Rumi. And he was like, oh. Ancient Persia is modern day Iran. So that that connection is interesting to learn about. So I wonder what um ancient what Saudi Arabia was when when what is now Iran was Persia. But anyway, just a note.
1: Yeah, uh Jason johnny his whole he's Iranian.
0: Oh,
1: that's like his whole. Uh, he he's he, he That's his expertise, the history of, of that area, and uh, like the Persian Empire. Um. But yeah, that's that. Persia Persia plays a underratedly large role in the history of humanity. Um, Zoro Zoroastrianism uh where where uh um, Zarathustra is the the prophet i 'm pretty sure I, we've talked about that before, but it was the fir- it was one of the first religions that had a monotheist or was monotheistic it was one, there was one god, the highest good, and that actually influenced Plato to come up with the whole highest good philosophy the whole platonic philosophy was influenced by Zoroastrianism a lot of greek a lot even um, a lot of greek things were influenced by persian inter- uh, connection between those two
0: do you do you know offhand um how long before ancient greece Persia was like was that a couple hundred years a couple thousand how long, how long what how long before what was the um time span in between the two
1: um I'm not sure I don't think that I think when when Persia became an empire became a Persian empire that was when they they started to deal start dealing with the Greek people because I think Greece was pretty isolated.
0: Oh, so they were, it was concurrent. They were, ancient Persia was around at the, at the time of ancient Greece?
1: Yeah. It, yeah. The, uh-huh. the Persian Empire existed when Plato was alive.
0: Oh. They, they,
1: they, were, they, they fought a war. I think it was called the Peloponnesian War.
0: Oh.
1: Hold on, let me make sure. Yeah, that's the movie uh, 300. They're fighting the Persian emperor, Xerxes.
0: I've never seen it.
1: Um, Yeah, actually, I don't think that it was called the Peloponnesian War. It was called the Greco-Persian War. But in the movie 300... It's about that war, the Greco-Persian War, because Persia, Persia wanted to take uh, Greece, and uh, they failed. And Alexander the Great conquered all of Persian Empire. He literally conquered the entire Persian Empire, which was huge la- land mass. He conquered it all which is more of a defensive, it was more of a defensive, it began as a defensive uh,
0: Pursuit.
1: Yeah, motive. And uh, he's like, I want the whole thing. He got the whole thing.
0: (laughs) You see, that, I feel like that really is an example of um, like Conquest as contribution like that is a contribution you know right. like that is an achievement
1: just as much as it would have been an achievement for persia to take over greece
0: exactly if, if
1: persia had infi- if persia dominated the the greek peninsula we would have seen because okay this is the thing about zoroastrianism which was the main religion. Um, there was no such thing as slaves. Slave. That was the first culture in in history that didn't have slaves. That it was illegal. It was part of the religion that slaves are are a no. Um, and when when they would take over an area, they would they would let the area stay the same. So as Persia expanded, they never they didn't really destroy or or change any of the rules in which the country they took over operated in they let them remain they let them stay the same but they they had the dominance they paid taxes to persia probably but if we if persia would have taken over greece it would have been a, it would have been a different world it could have been just as great as it is now but who knows
0: that's so interesting i has I don't know if there's been any other, wait, did you just say that they were, they were the only country, ancient Persia was the only empire to have ever essentially mm-hmm. colonized, but without culturally imposing themselves? Right. Like, that's, that's what it
1: was. There, it was even freedom of religion.
0: Man, history could have taken such a different turn.
1: That's what that's what Jason Resiger Johnny talks about. I think uh, Frederick Nietzsche, Nietzsche was the first to to contemplate a world where Persia took over Greece instead of the other way around.
0: Is that in his book? Thus spoke.
1: I I, I think so.
0: Or it might not
1: be in that book. That book's mostly about Zarathustra, I think. Which is wow. like way earlier. But, yeah, it's crazy how that area pretty much burst
0: our world. That, yeah, that's really, that's really, that's just, like, great information to have.
1: And even, uh, even the way that it did roll out is still amazing. Like, Alexander connected the world. In a way that had never been seen before. It was just isolated countries, isolated empires. The Chinese never talked to the Greeks. The Indians never talked to the Greeks, but now they were this one landmass that was a giant empire. Huh. It, it laid the ground for Rome to even be a thing.
0: What's also coming to mind? As far as giant land masses go and cultural connection within them of the people inhabiting it is um, the North American continent and the indigenous people prior to um, English arrival. Unfortunately, I was meaning to actually research this this past week. I don't know anything about how they were structured. the natives. Yeah.
1: Um. It was tribe. It was just tribes. But They're was only- there
0: some kind of cohesion or like?
1: They were. They, they. didn't. I mean, there was packs. I'm not sure, but I I know that they they fought and um. They lived amongst each other whatever whatever that comes along with whatever that comes with it wasn't like they were isolated from each other they they mingled but mo- for the most part the tribe had its own rules and then the other tribe had its own rules
0: i guess that's also as far as i know how africa operated and the african tribes
1: yeah and and uh, even the native americans had slaves really that when when they would just when they would fight another native tribe they'd enslave the, the women and children
0: huh
1: yeah so i mean yeah it's not it's not as perfect as as most people think the native civilization or not as peaceful at least
0: yeah i think i mean yeah what is a perfect civilization I, I mean, I, well, I guess Star Trek
1: <laughs> Not even that. <clears throat> there, there's a whole there's a whole part in the Star Trek the Next Generation where there's a conspiracy within, Star, within Starfleet. like someone's trying to take over like basically some shit's going on. like there's some type of hidden agenda.:
0: That's a great plot point. Realistic like, honestly yeah
1: but i was in i was going to bring up the fact that the the mayans uh were like one of the only indigenous American people that created a i guess country um, they had cities, temples, farmland um, yeah. And then at the Aztecs were like, I, I want to say the Aztecs formed in like 1400, not even that old. They're post Mayan. Um, yeah. They, they, they would sacrifice people on a large scale.
0: Do you know why? Do you know what that is for? Yeah,
1: I've actually been looking into the history of them, but um, they would do it to please the gods. And they thought that if the more people they killed, the more people they sacrificed, the better the harvest would be. Or the be- the more peaceful the weather would be. So, yeah, it was, like, it was a society like that. But they did have an advanced... Uh, astronomical mapping of the stars and of planets like advanced for its time which is weird
0: is that where we get a lot of our did that is that still felt Mm -hmm. today
1: um (laughs) i dropped the (laughs) the bottle but um
0: yeah, that could have been bad. I don't think
1: so. I think that the um, like Galileo, I don't think they, I don't think they influenced, I think we were advanced, more advanced than them. But they knew, they knew stuff that we didn't know. I don't know how much it influenced us. I don't know how much we listened to them. I think it's more like looking back, we realized how great their astro- astronomy was.
0: Um, is the show, am I correct in thinking that the show Ancient Aliens deals with, like, ancient Aztec or Mayan stuff? It
1: just, I think it's all over the world, Ancient Aliens, uh, it's basically, like, artifacts that are suspicious, I think. Um, but that's, that's another, uh. Argument that Jason Resiger Johnny was bringing up when it comes to uh, Atlantis, the fact that these that the indigenous people had pyramids as well as the Egyptian people had pyramids, in the in the same way that they uh, their astronomy was was pretty advanced. Like the the pyramids of Giza are lined up with stars, and and so are the uh, native, I mean the. Mayan pyramids. But, uh, he's basically suggesting that the Aztec, I mean, the, the Atlanteans had some type of influence on these cultures. Like, that's how old and how advanced for the time the Atlantean people were. Uh, Oh, if I knew more I could probably go in more in depth. But I just saw that video yesterday where he was talking about Atlantis.
0: That's interesting. I know um, like it, some imagery that's coming to mind of Atlantis is definitely what I would describe as advanced. Yeah. Also that, beautiful.
1: That's what uh, Plato Plato talked about how they were advanced technologically.
0: the theory really does make sense whether it's the Atlanteans or whoever has wherever that just essentially that there's I guess ancient technological advancement.
1: But also uh, what Jason says is that they might not have even had been advanced technologically. It could have been a psychological or psychic culture that was able to do things with their mind that are, are
0: inconceivable. Yeah, that is inconceivable. Like pyramid construction. Exactly. That's a, that's a point.
1: That's a, that's a point that he brought up that they could have potentially uh, lifted the objects with their minds. To get the precision that the pyramids have.
0: We we definitely collectively are not ready for that kind of information. That kind of reveal.
1: Exactly. And I think it's worth us putting more energy into into psychology into parapsychology. The, the limits of our mind, really testing it out and putting energy into that into into that research it's useful
0: i would love for kanye to plug into that if he hasn't already
1: exactly dude kanye is like the glue he could be he could piece all he could piece the world together he could piece the vision of the future together and uh I do think Christianity could play a role in the future. I, I agree with him in that. I would just say that I think that Christianity needs a revitalization of the, the works. It needs to go back to the origin and, and work out the kinks that were, or, 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 or redesign it in the way that Paul designed the, the religion and the Roman church designed uh, Christianity. I think we need to, we need to restart we can't be basing it off the medieval you know i think we could figure something out but i do think the value system there it's platonic by nature christianity the whole idea of one god is platonic and and plato frankly was a genius we need to continue his tradition through christianity
0: Yeah, the idea of a modern religious revitalization is in such a slumber, and it absolutely needs awakening.
1: It, it needs it needs acceptance of the idea of of changing it. You know, because I think a lot of a lot of Christians are are I don't I don't want to say scared, but they're hesitant to to question authority when it comes to the church
0: i mean yeah from from the perspective um of like an individual christian who subscribes to the faith who's a believer you know and it's like this this word of god is the word of god like yeah it's like you can't go changing the bible you can't rewrite the bible like come on well well
1: there are pe- there are the people that don't even concern themselves with the texts but there are theologians you know there are people higher up in the church that are looking at all the texts they know about all the ancient texts they're preserving the the religion that had been designed and of course they like throughout history they've shifted like saint thomas aquinas what he did for the church was unheard of up until that point he he opened the doors to other cultures he opened the doors to Aristotle to Plato or he he at least rediscovered the fact that that plays a, a a role in the origin of that uh mysticism or or um what it was the word I'm looking for metaphysics the metaphysics of christianity is platonic and aristotelian but uh most just common christians don't think about the fact that it's designed you know they sort of just accept what the church does but i think that there's no one there's nothing stopping a new church arising or or like because i don't think the catholic church will want that i don't think they're gonna they're ready they want a, a, a reinvention of the the faith but i think that a new church could come up just how there's different there's a methodist church there's a, a baptist church i think that there, there could be a new one it could be huge if we if we designed it well enough which I think this is where Kanye plays the role. He could play a role in, in in starting a renaissance. We we create a new Medici family, a new church that funds ideas for the sake of the church.
0: It's interesting, though, that um, that we feel. It has to be structured as a church. But I guess it makes sense. I guess there is viability to the church structure. It makes sense.
1: It makes sense. You have to somewhat you have to set up rules and and regulations and you have to have a direction that the church goes goes down. It has to be well thought out like paul paul this or at least the roman church deciphered all of the there were okay so if we go into the origins of it there's a bunch of text there's a bunch of gospels there's a bunch of people that claimed that they knew about christ they 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 There was a lot of early Christian works before the, the formation of the church was, or before they designed it as a religion. There was a bunch of Christian texts, a bunch of works, a bunch of sayings of Jesus, a bunch of gospels. And uh, the church went through all of them and picked what made the most sense at the time for, to, to affect the people in the way that they wanted to. And I think we need to look at the original again. We need to look back at the original text and just and do that again. But to design a new one, and to design a new direction, a new iconotype within the church. Because what Paul did was was he added the idea of Christ being the the savior of humanity, uh, or maybe not maybe not the savior, but the the inhumanity that, that Christ has is Paul, is Pauline, Paul added that, Paul added the idea of, of resurrection, of, of, um, uh, miracles. Paul, Paul added a lot of things that, that, um, I guess you could say, are arguable nowadays. But like the sayings of Jesus are still there. The original gospels are still there. The platonic metaphysics are still there. We just need to design it in a way, like we could make a video game. It's, it's it's the 21st century like there's new ways of conveying information to people we could make a video game where you play through the bible and it's practicing the faith in that way like it doesn't have to be like we could think out completely outside the box the 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 limits are, are there's no limits when it comes to designing a religion based off the christian theology But I think that I think that the the value system that Christianity brings is is valuable to America or the world.
0: I hear you. So yeah.
1: I do think it needs to be a church, like a some type of solidity to it. There needs to be some type of validity to
0: it. The, um, yeah, the parallels between church structure and government structure, the parallels and also intersections, uh, make sense. Right. Given the needed validity and, like, flotation viability
1: you could say i would say i would say that uh religion is more spiritual and and social than a government than government regulation i don't think government and religion should mix but just how we were saying earlier like the basis of our of our civilization is always it needs something to go towards it needs some type of morality as the uh, what's, what's the best way for me to put this? Structure, like it needs some type of it needs some type of structure to, to for for everything to run smoothly when it comes to religion, I guess, or 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 morality, values.
0: Because otherwise it's too referral and haphazard.
1: Um I don't I think I think it's just natural that it will happen. But I think that it should be designed. Like I don't think that it should just go any direction. Like, we need, to, we need to structure it. It can't just go, and it can't just, it, it would end up still, there would still end up being some type of base for, for, for society to run off of. But we need to pick which one, because if it's, because it could be scientific. There could be, sci- it could just be not, not, no faith at all, just completely scientific. which comes along with, with some spiritual aspects. Uh, science tends to be solipsistic, meaning nothing exists outside of, of, of myself. Nothing, nothing, nothing is true unless I'm seeing it. Or let me verify solipsistic. Solipsistic is the philosophical idea that only one's mind is sure to exist. An epistemological position. Solipsism holds that knowledge of anything outside of one's own mind is unsure. The external world and other minds cannot be known and might not exist outside of the mind. And uh, we have to be careful when it comes to science what philosophical values that it's bringing along with it. If we're going to have a scientifically based society. Uh, And I think religion is, is better because we're spiritual. We're not material. We're not completely materialist. Like there's a large population of people that are spiritual. And we can't just like say, oh, that's not accepted anymore. We're a scientific culture. I think we should just design religion to be more reasonable if that's the case. And if if our reason is, has surpassed the level of how religion's set up now or in the past, then we just bring religion with us along the ride and we, we refine religion as well. Like why why are we gonna throw it away?
0: Yeah, update it with the times. That's a really great perspective.
1: That's all I'm calling for when I say that, like, update Christianity. If that's our, if that's American, then let it be and, and, and design it, redesign it, update it. But I still believe in freedom of religion. It's just. As a whole, the majority of the society what 's it going to be you can't it can 't just be anything sure. but yeah um, pretty much we talked, we talked a lot about a, bunch of stuff <laughs> this is like the most random podcast There's just so many different topics
0: yeah i saw when i went to the bathroom i saw your message um just before we started that we could we could touch on the posts on Instagram. yeah
1: it didn't go that way <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's all right yeah it is all right
1: anyways i think it's done word peace
0: be well Thank mm-hmm.